those who have heard me preach much or have asked about my favorite people in the Bible know that Peter is at the top of my list for many reasons. And that said, John has one thing going for him, unlike the rest, that I really appreciate. That is, John likes to provide context when he's telling a story. When you read the first chapter of John, he begins with the creation and then builds all of these little incremental details of background, all to get to the point of saying Jesus really is God, and specifically God the Son incarnate on earth for the purpose of our salvation. And I appreciate this about John basically because it tends to be the same way I answer questions. It takes a lot for me to follow the army speaking and writing style or standard of bluff, bottom line up front. Instead, I feel compelled to ensure that you know as much background as possible so that we get to the answer of your question. It will make perfect sense. I suspect that there are some people who appreciate all that background context, and at the same time, I am sure that there are many more who simply want the answer and grow impatient in waiting for me to give it to them. But this dedication to context is for this reason that I can identify with and appreciate how John writes. Regardless of the point that John is making, he will be certain that you know how he got there. This principle is absolutely at play in this passage from the third chapter of John. In our gospel text today, we have the verses 1 through 17 of that third chapter. And this includes what is undoubtedly the most famous Bible verse in the world. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, so that whoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16. John 3.16, just as a notation, shows up all over the place. In and out burger cups, end zone photos in football games. John 3.16 is incredibly famous for many different reasons. And it would certainly be tempting to spend our time with that one verse, as famous as it is and as moving as it is for so many people, but that would lose the bigger picture of the passage. John begins this particular story from the life of Jesus by telling us that Jesus was approached by Nicodemus. Nicodemus, a Pharisee, a person who knew the Hebrew law backward and forward and dedicated his life to following it perfectly to the letter, following it perfectly to the letter to the point that additional layers of regulation are put on top of the law so that if you violate a smaller regulation, you're still far away from the law, all in the vain attempt to follow the law perfectly. Nicodemus certainly knew the law backward and forward. And Nicodemus being a Pharisee, being a leader in the faith. He identifies Jesus as a person 
who has come from God. So he's aware of what Jesus has been doing, the miracles that are performed, the teachings provided, all in all, the entirety of Jesus' ministry, what he's been doing, and how those actions and those activities reveal the fact that Jesus is from God the Father. Jesus, as a response, knowing that Nicodemus is a Pharisee and therefore dedicated to an attempt to live the law perfectly, makes the statement that is really a challenge. Nobody sees the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Then Nicodemus makes his reply to that reply. How can you be born again? It's impossible. Nobody can re-enter their mother's womb. Now Jesus goes on to explaining. The concept of being born again is being born from above. And in the original language, there's a little wordplay going on because the same phrase is used for both, born again and born from above. It's the same language. It's simply the context. So John's using the dedication to context, which will indicate whether it's born again or born from above. Jesus has started his verbal joust with Nicodemus. And so in this explanation, he's pulling Nicodemus from his earthly understanding to a spiritual understanding. You heard me say born again. I'm telling you, born of the Spirit. Nicodemus is still not getting it. So Jesus gives him a hard time about it. You call yourself a teacher? And you don't understand this simple thing that I've been teaching you? And Jesus then gives more explanation. Explains that he's come down to earth from heaven. He even makes a reference to his own crucifixion, which will occur, although nobody would understand it at the time. And in doing so, he, he says that the Son of Man himself, Jesus, must be lifted up. So he gives that little foreshadowing of the crucifixion. And at that point, we have gotten to the point where Jesus says that most famous of verses, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16. And this process of detailing the situation and the conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus, John has laid out the context and all the supporting elements of the ultimate statement of the passage. Hearing the comment, the ultimate statement, in the context of this passage, almost every Christian's mind is going to turn to that most famous of verses. That which we've already covered. For God so loved the world, gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. 3.16. It is so famous that there is an amazing number of people who are not Christians who know it as well and some possibly even better than the Christians who frequently repeat it as a matter of rote. Admitted that it is the most famous and the most widely distributed of verses, it is not the ultimate statement in the passage we have for today. 
It is the penultimate. It's the second place statement. I say this because what it appears John is doing when you read through to the end of the passage, and you can get further amplification of this if you go just and make that inclusive, is that John is clarifying Jesus' mission. To do that, John brought us along the winding road of verifying that Jesus is God the Son. Jesus was revealing a pathway to salvation that every person focused on the law would miss. That not only would the person preoccupied with the law miss the message, that person would not be able to comprehend it even when it's explained. And once the law was thoroughly Excuse me, once the one dedicated to the obedience to the law for the sake of the law was thoroughly confused, Jesus would reveal the great love God the Father had for all his creation. That God's creation would benefit from God's love, and that's where that most famous verse comes in. And then the actual ultimate verse from our passage this morning. The ultimate verse stated by the one proven to be God the Son. So, John making a point, this is the one who speaks with authority, absolute authority, stated by God the Son, who therefore had a greater level of truth, an understanding of truth, and greater wisdom than that Pharisee, that incredible enforcer of the law, stated by God the Son so that all those who were fixated on the law and the fact that the law by enforcement of the Pharisees of which Nicodemus was one became a tool of judgment and condemnation. All of this so that when you hear Jesus speak you immediately are confronted with an incredible contrast. John gives all of these details so that we can see all of the above clearly. So when Jesus speaks that ultimate verse, the verse rings loudly in our ears. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. In other words, Stop being afraid of the law. Even more important, stop being afraid of God. Stop thinking that the lightning bolt will be thrown from heaven to zap you if you do something wrong. That's Norse mythology. That's Greek mythology. That's Roman mythology. That's not the God of the Bible. Stop expecting condemnation from God and start experiencing grace and mercy from God. Because as the ultimate authority, speaking the ultimate verse of our passage, Jesus assured us, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Amen.